Hey everybody, I'm Jimmy, and I'm very excited to say that this is our very first episode of Behind the Unicorn. This is a video podcast where we take a peek behind the actual minds of people, not unicorns. Surprise. These people have been successful in business or just in life. They do one thing or no things that sets them or their business apart. Stay tuned and see how it applies and maybe can help you. So today we have a really special guest. Drum roll, please. Hank Bacchus. Hello. Thanks, Jimmy. Thanks for having me. You got a great setup here. Thanks. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Um, it's not your first time here. We've met before. Yes. Yeah. Couple I've been times. in your studio a couple times and you got a great thing going. We've been at some networking events. So yeah, it's good to see you. Yeah. Thank you. Same here. Always mm-hmm. good to see you. Always uh, enjoy to have conversations and mm-hmm. find out what you're doing and, um, you know, where you're going sure. and, you know, maybe if you just got back in town or not. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Oklahoma city is the biggest small town, right. In the world. It's like, you know, six degrees separation from everybody, you know, and just the people that we know in common and connection. And so it's uh, it's been fun. Yeah, for sure. Social mm-hmm. media and just the world growing right. for sure has changed right. a ton. Um, so the question that we have for you, we have okay. multiple questions for you today. Um, since we're not looking at mythological unicorns, mm-hmm. what makes you a unicorn, Hank? Yeah, so I think for me, my unicorn status is just, you know, the definition I think of a unicorn, right, is something that has great value. That's kind of a, a startup with a lot of momentum. Um, so this is my, my second career of doing business brokering. So I first got into a family business that was 92 years old when we sold that business. So I've experienced old companies that have been running and growing and sold. I've started stuff. I've helped buy stuff, sell. So my experience is all encompassing, um, you know, from accounting, I'm not in a CPA, I'm not a lawyer. Um, but you know, just understanding contracts, negotiations, so that a client can have the, the most after tax proceeds when they sell their business. Mm-hmm. And then to what we were saying earlier, I've lived and grown up in Oklahoma City my whole life. And so by being here and doing business, it doesn't take much to connect the dots between buyers and sellers. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's the value that that we bring. Yeah. After tax proceeds is something After I just learned about not too long ago and yeah. I still don't know everything about it. Maybe that's a whole different episode or maybe that's something you cover on your own somewhere it's, else. It's keeping as much money in your pocket as opposed to right. giving to the government. Yeah. And that's why we want to create this so sure. people can learn more, you know, um, how we actually met was right. you were speaking. Right. You know, what were you actually speaking out? Yes. About? So, remember? so that morning we were at a business networking group and we Mm -hmm. were talking about nine uh, individual things that you as a business owner, any business owner can do to improve the value of your company. Mm -hmm. Um, Nine factors that you can focus on today to make yourself more valuable with the potential of a sale. Now that doesn't mean that you have to sell, but what you can do is it'll put you in a position to where the business is functioning. It's well lubricated and you might enjoy it more and, and you keep it forever. But ultimately, you know, I want to talk to business owners. So if they ever had to sell tomorrow, they could. Mm -hmm. And these nine factors, you can't do them overnight. But when you work on them slowly and diligently, it'll make your company more valuable. Sure. Well, I think that's what got us to this point. I was like, you know what? These people or these people or businesses can't do this overnight. No. So (laughs) that means with one of, I think, my big 
wham question that mm. I really want to ask you is mm. one reason we're here as well is, um, well, we'll get to it. Okay. But that, that allowed me to go, we can help companies mm. like my company, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But they also need to know what you know in mm. order to even get help. Like you don't know what you don't know and you Correct. can't get help if you don't know. Right. So, and then you have to do something about it. Right. You got it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so whenever you were talking, mm-hmm. there was, um, you had a pitcher, mm-hmm. a gallon pitcher. Mm-hmm. Do you want to kind of, sure. Whoa. Hold on. Cut. <laughs> okay, Hank. So whenever you were speaking at mm-hmm. the event, there was an analogy of a tea pitcher mm-hmm. that, sticks in my mind and every time I see one at home or right. you know I'm going out to to eat and someone comes over I'm like good. geez I need to work on my business that's your company yeah <laughs> so exactly um, can you explain that sure so um, as you said the 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 pitcher the gallon mm-hmm. represents a company <clears throat> your company a hypothetical company and what I found was in looking at business transactions what caused some to succeed what caused some to fail and basically there are three requirements that we came up with for an order to a business to transact. So I use the analogy of a gallon pitcher being your company and three cups that go down in size like a waterfall tier. Mm-hmm. The company, uh, what's gonna come out of the pitcher is gonna be the profit. And so in order to sell a business, the first thing that has to happen is in order for to buy the business, the profit flowing into cup one has to fill that up, which is gonna represent the principal and interest payment on the loan. So that's the first cup. Profit flows into cup one. That has to fill up and then trickle down into the second cup. Mm-hmm. The second cup is it has to produce a living wage for the new owner. So again, a bank's not going to loan money on a new business acquisition if the new owner can't put food on the table and pay the utility bills. Sure. So that's the second thing. And the last cup, so you've waterfall down to the very f- smallest cup which is represents a cash on cash return based upon the risk and the multiple of the business, which work opposite of each other. So if a business is highly risky, therefore you need a higher cash on cash return. So if those three things can happen with the existing and predictable cash flow and profitability of the business pouring out into waterfalling into those three cups, then you've got a sellable business. Yeah, that's awesome. It's yeah. a great way to just simple. put it. It's and simple. you did a, a great job of explaining it yeah. without keeping your, it simple. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. without your uh, and I, I call that my highly sophisticated business analytic tool. Right. It's the pitcher and the three cups. Yeah, it reminds me every almost every other yeah. day that I, I can almost see one. So, um, before we get too far, I need to uh, thank our sponsor, Ally Medical Marketing, for making this episode uh, possible. So, thank you, Ally. Yeah, no kidding. We'll let that train go by now. It's mm-hmm. perfect timing. I mean, we're helping hospitals, clinics, and doctors train their staff and turn patient education into marketing. It's time to start letting your patients meet their physician before they meet their physician with Ally Medical Marketing. Um. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. All right. Cool. Thanks again to Ally. I've always wanted to do this. Uh, I'm the '80s baby, so yeah. uh, David Letterman. Do I think it. that's who used to do it. That was pretty cool. Good job, well done. Did you hear that? I did. <laughs> we'll edit in like a cat or something. Right. So. <laughs> All right. So the question, I think I just threw my question. <laughs> the question I really wanted to ask you from seeing you speak mm-hmm. is 
what videos mm -hmm. could help a company sell for more? Okay. Have you ever run into that scenario? Sure. So in thinking about that, Jimmy, I think what videos can help a company sell more? So I think there's a couple things. One, you know, a buyer is gonna is is very different than an entrepreneur. Okay. So you need to first understand that a business buyer wants systems in place. He wants, you know, uniform sales and customer you know, AR records and employee manuals, and you know, the list goes on and on. He doesn't want to create that. That's an entrepreneur. That's how we're wired as entrepreneurs to build and start. A business buyer wants to come in and improve those things. So video, you know, I think that can help him in a couple of ways. One, um, let's say you have a secret sauce that you create, a barbecue sauce that you have the special recipe and you're the business owner and you've created this and you've grown this business and it's been highly successful. How do you get that out of your mind into the hands of a buyer and if they're gonna acquire your company? So one is video. You can literally record the secret steps to making that barbecue sauce so that therefore when the buyer comes in, they're not worried about, well, if you know the founder you know goes away or flies off to Florida when he gets his check, that we can't make the secret sauce. So that's the first thing, is just documented systems. I think that's sure. super valuable. Um, and the other is just promoting the brand. If you have a good, strong, solid brand, um, that that's, that's exponentially valuable to a buyer. And you don't want to disrupt that. You don't want to come in as a buyer and, and turn things over on their head. If a company has a great brand and a great history, Mm -hmm. Don't disrupt that. Let that continue on. Sure, because we've had that conversation already before about people wanting to rebrand mm -hmm. when they're doing like a lot of TV promotion and stuff like that, and going, you know, what? I'd like to rebrand in a little while, and this just doesn't make sense. Like whenever right. you, it doesn't matter what the logo looks like, the icon or the name, it'd be really tough to. It's like starting over. Right. I, I I've seen it, and I've seen bad scenarios to where. A business, you know, had a solid advertising budget. You know, they were out in the in the public eye. Mm -hmm. Buyer comes in, says, "Hey, I'm going to shave 10% off the bottom line. I'm going to cut that budget." And then all of a sudden, you know, I start noticing I don't see those ads anymore. I don't see the the billboards. I don't see the radio mm -hmm. or hear the radio or the TV, and, and you know, and, and the list goes on and on. And then you know, I, I wonder how's the company doing? Like, are they able to keep that momentum that they had? prior to the sell. Right. The momentum is key. You want to sell a company and you want to buy a company when it has momentum. You know, yep. it's the analogy of a snowball rolling down the hill. If that thing has got going, it's just going to grow and get bigger and it gets harder to stop. So if you got a company with momentum, don't mm -hmm. don't disrupt it. Yeah, totally agree. Mm -hmm. What are you thinking? I'm thinking you how about this is adding value to your listeners. <laughs> To your viewers. <laughs> okay, right on. Um, where where did we leave off? Where did we leave off? Where we were, we were kind of talking about branding. I was probably taking this on a branding tangent. Right. So what videos could make a company sell for more? Mm -hmm. I don't want to put words in your mouth. Mm -hmm. You're saying, mm -hmm. you know, systems and processes. Systems and processes. That can work. A couple other ones that I have on my own personal list are um, training videos. Oh, that's a great one. So oh, training videos, one. I mean, even if it's safety right. or, um, you know, how to do H hiring onboarding, right. Or how to run this machine. Right. 
Um, and so like what I'm seeing right now, and this is across the board, it doesn't matter what industry, you know, everybody needs to hire people, you know? And so, um, one company needs to hire two people right now. And so it's for sale. If the transaction happens, what are they going to do? Well, now a new buyer comes in. He at least has those onboarding videos, the training, the hiring, you know, what we need to do to get somebody into the culture mm-hmm. of this new company. Right. They're there. Right. Um, and, and again, they're created and that, that just makes it so much more attractive to right. a buyer. Well, and then another one I have on my list are recruiting videos. Absolutely. So recruitment in my mind is, cause I get asked this, what are you talking about recruiting mm-hmm. videos? Mm-hmm. Well, what is, where, where should you start mm-hmm. with the position you have the most turnover? Sure. Absolutely. So let's attract more of those types of people mm-hmm. and or better by making a recruitment video for the high turnover position mm-hmm. so you can get the right person. Mm-hmm. Let's make a video showing what they do, why they do it, mm-hmm. so that they can have that emotional attachment to their job and they can take pride in it and that may be all the difference in hiring smarter. Sure, so, and, then, and then it's working for you while you're not working. I mean, that's right. the thing that I love about it is it's out there doing its thing, whether it's on social media or on job post platforms, mm-hmm. recruiting. Right. Um, and that's just key because, again, it goes back to that momentum. If you've got momentum in recruiting and people want to come work for you, boy, that's a good problem to have, right. especially today. Sure. Um, so thank you for answering the question. I kind of chimed in with my own answers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. I mean, you're the guru when it comes to selling businesses. And I I think we should at least touch on that a little more. What kinds of companies do you help sell? Mm -hmm. And like, what areas do you help sell? Right. So I think you you only sell, you only help companies in Oklahoma sales. That's right. Yeah. So we only represent business owners in Oklahoma. So we don't get outside of the state of Oklahoma, mainly because I just don't want to travel that far. So we're really involved in the whole entire process. Therefore, I'm going to be on site. I'm going to be with the business owner. I'm going to be there when we tour after hours. So that's that's super important to me. So we stay within Oklahoma. Um, we we love working with companies with you know five to plus employees. Okay. Um, revenue size varies. Um, but you know, typically between a million revenue up to twenty million in total annual revenue, and then um, industry, we're agnostic in what we serve because the market in Oklahoma City is not big enough to where I only do chiropractic offices. Mm-hmm. So we'll do anything. Um, a few things that we don't do, um, and that's easier to say what we don't do than what we do, but. We talk to every and all kind of business owners, from dental practices to manufacturing to chiropractic offices to it, it doesn't matter, it, at dog grooming. I mean, if we can figure out a plan to get them out and to exit successfully, mm-hmm. we'll be willing to work with them. Um, I don't want to scare off anybody. So, you know, by, by what we've said so far, because I would love for you to get more calls, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. How many companies come to you with every all those cups ready that oh, we talked about? How many people come sure. to you with those? Filling up. Good they're question. all overflowing. So, and they're profitable, and they got it all figured out. 
So I, I've never met the perfect business, right? I mean, All right. I, I so talk, call Hank. Talk, yep. Yeah, never <laughs> met the perfect business. And there is not one. I mean, there is just isn't. Um, you know, we talked about the nine factors. Never mm-hmm. has there anybody that's had all nine. Okay. Um, in order to sell, those cups have to happen. Um, and you, you just use an example of a company that has a lot of assets, a lot of tangible assets, equipment, trucking, furniture, fixtures, equipment, let's say inventory, mm-hmm. those are hard tangible assets. Sometimes that asset value doesn't justify the return price value. And so you still have to do cup one, cup two, cup three. And if you have $2 million in assets, but the business only justifies a million in a sale price, mm-hmm. then we got to deal with that. You can't sell a $2 million business that justifies for a million dollars. So you know what we do is we just try to figure out a way how to do that best. So you can work with your inventory, you can work with your AR, you can sell off equipment mm-hmm. that isn't being used, that's just kind of been mothballed. Get it, sell it for cash, get it on in the open market. But what is sold with the business has to produce, help produce those sales. So what I've got, what I got from meeting with or at the speaking event was, if you're ready to sell today, right, we can help you sell today, right. If you have time, what's your right. time frame that you need to sell in, right, right? Maybe you just want to retire and you're done with it. Mm-hmm. You'll help them sell for more. Sure. If you have even more time, let's get these these pictures and these little cups right. together, right, and we'll sell for even more. Right. We do uh, we do a lot of evaluations throughout the year of companies that are just putting their toe in the water, right? They just want to see mm-hmm. where they are, what's going to happen, what what does it even look like? Can I exit and then never have to worry about money ever again mm-hmm. and ride off into the sunset? Okay, so we'll do an evaluation, and it's a super detailed report where it's going to go over all the financial metrics, going to go over those nine factors. We're going to look at customer concentration, employees, financial performance, the whole gamut. Reoccurring revenue. Reoccurring revenue. That's a good one. Oh, man. So you're going to get this, and it's going to be a super detailed um, you know, doctor report on your company. Sure. And there's those companies that look at it and say, okay, I know what I need to do to improve, and they do it. And then some are just in a position where they might just be at an age or a point in their life where it's just, I just need to sell. The energy mm-hmm. is not there, right? and they just go sell. Yeah. So Okay. Um, so on average, how long does it take for, let's say the, the individual or business has enough time mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. fill up the pitcher, to mm-hmm. pour into the cups that trickle mm-hmm. down? Mm-hmm. How long do you kind of anticipate for that? I know it's probably different for everybody, sure. but I'll let you answer. I don't know the answer. So if somebody comes and they say, you know, you know, say we do an evaluation and say four of the nine factors are really strong, five need working on. Okay, so we can we can get them in a position to work on those as quickly as they're willing to work. Totally understanding that they have a business to run. And I tell people that it's like driving a car. You cannot lose sight of putting your hands on the wheel, having the car washed, waxed, and buffed, and your foot on the gas. That's the business. You have to keep it going. You can't be distracted by all the bells and whistles of trying to do all these things and then all of a sudden you've let the revenue go down so understanding we all have businesses to run Mm -hmm. but you do have to work on these other things so um 
you know, I, it is probably different for every person. You know, Jimmy, for me, it was it took ten years to get to that place. Others, okay. you know, they they can get it organized, get the documented systems in place. Say they don't have any documented systems. Well, let's say okay, take a notepad and start literally writing what you do every day. Mm-hmm. What is your job? What do you do? What do you tell the employees when they come to work? Mm-hmm. Start documenting this so that you can put it in a documented form. Okay. So as quickly as the person's willing to work, we can get it up and running. Okay. Yeah. Great answer. Um, or information. Well, Political uh, answer. <laughs> By not answering. What about, let's say I want to sell today. Okay. I don't care about any of the right. stuff you just said. Like, yep. I don't care. I'm done. I'm out. Yep. I want to retire. Or yep. I've had enough of it. Yep. I'm wore out. Or I just want to go yeah. to the beach. Sure. I want to sell today. Yep. On average, how long do you think it would take? So... The first part is going to be our work. Okay, so my company side, that will take 30 to 45 days for us to get the whole marketing package and the write-up done. 30 to 45 days. And then here's another analogy for you, Jimmy. There's three dials. So if you want to sell your company fast, two of these dials, they're interconnected teeth. Okay. okay? You can adjust two, but you can't adjust the third. Price, terms, and duration. All right. So if, if you want to sell your business fast, dial down the price. Guess what? Time of it takes to sell is going to go down. Okay. If you care about the price, you crank that up, it's going to take more time. The terms, are you willing to do owner finance? Are you willing to negotiate? All of those things are adjustable. So you can adjust all three of those dials. If somebody comes and says, hey, I've heard this before where you know, somebody had a terminal disease, and they had to sell, mm-hmm. and 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 it was turned around in in two weeks, because there was high high motivation to get that done. Um, and so yeah. those are the three dials. You know, we don't in my practice, we don't adjust price high, hoping for negotiation and in terms because we price it what we believe is right, and therefore that's the sell price. If you price it high, you know, think about a house when a, a residential realtor, they always say, well, if you price it high, it's going to be on the market a long time. Sure. There's, there's no difference yeah. in selling a business. So what's, we have to justify. What's one of your favorite businesses that you've helped sell? You know, every or a good scenario. Yeah. So, uh, man, I love. Good outcome. Gosh, you know, those business owners who continue to, I stay in touch with after the sale, you know, that they're, I consider them friends. I get a Christmas card from them. Um, you know, we'll have lunch. Those are the best clients to work for. The ones that who have done a great job in, as you talked about, as a unicorn. Yeah, they were successful in business, but they were successful in their personal life. And those clients who've taken care of the business and personally, so that the sell is just icing on the cake. So they those, have good running, like they have maybe some SOP set up. They. They're kind of taking care of their family and kind of, yeah. you know, taking care of their health and stuff too. And they go, you know what? I have to get this stuff ready. That's and right. So they get in there, dive in, and do it. And, and, and those are the kind of people that I love yeah. to work for that have it all dialed in to where the price of the business is not the key motivator. Sure. If the price is the key motivator, it's it's not my favorite client. Okay. Because there's the people the employees that matter, there's the stakeholders, there's the vendors, the banking relationships, all those things that matter. And those owners that care about that 
and want that to continue on for another 50, 60 years, those are the people that I absolutely love to work with. Legacy businesses, maybe that are in the third or fourth generation mm-hmm. that have decided, you know, a, a, a child says, you know, this isn't for me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I've got a business that's 110 years old. I mean, that's just so cool mm-hmm. to think that that business model is going to work for another 110 years. Yeah. So those are the kinds I like to work. Yeah. You get to uh, meet people that you're like, look up to them, right? Totally. There yeah. are some amazing businesses in Oklahoma and uh, you know so many of them we don't you don't see yeah um so you get to meet with a lot of just um business owners that you end up looking up to it sounds yeah like. they're just some fantastic one people and fantastic businesses that are being run in in the Oklahoma market um you know ones that you wouldn't even know right that are making these widgets that there's they, a lot of hidden ones you're like I didn't gems, even know that existed that they sell all over the world, yeah. um, just fantastic. I didn't and know salt. you could buy a FedEx route. You could buy or, a FedEx. You know, route. I didn't know yeah. that till I yeah. heard someone like, you know, just the salt thought. of the earth people. Uh, Oklahoma is where I was born and raised, and it's this. It's where I'm gonna stay, and that's why I do what I do to continue to make this a place where my kids can grow up, yep. and 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 continue with those businesses that I like to support and shop mm-hmm. and be a patron of. I don't want them to go away. Yeah. Um, you know, baby boomers are, there's 10,000 baby boomers turning 65 every day in the U S what are they going to do? What's the transition? What's the exit strategy that they have? Most of them have none. Mm-hmm. And those are thing businesses that we just can't see go away. Yeah. It's a real problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so you talked about, you know, you help businesses in Oklahoma sell, mm-hmm. but so if you have someone from out of state, mm-hmm. you're not going to help them, but mm-hmm. you could probably point them in the right direction. Sure. Because you have connections. Mm-hmm. But you will help the Oklahoma business sell to someone out of state. They don't Absolutely. have to only sell. And I don't know if that's yeah. a dumb or stupid question. Just want to try to yeah. create clarification. Sure. That's that great. Make- that's a great point to, uh, to mention is that buyers can be from anywhere. Sure. And Oklahoma is very attractive right now yeah. to people who – are not doing business now want to be in Oklahoma. Yep. So yeah, a lot of times we've got uh, businesses that are in similar industries that just strategic acquisition, they want to be in Oklahoma. So yeah. Awesome. Cool. Man, I uh, I love hearing what you do. And like we already said yeah. earlier, getting to enjoy to, to meet with you and kind of peek inside. Thanks for having me. Inside your mind. Um, yeah. Thanks again to our sponsor, Ally Medical Marketing. Uh, did you want to add anything, Hank? You know, I think just uh, if somebody wanted to get a hold or reach out or learn sure. or figure out what the nine things are, what an evaluation is, BacchusConsulting.com. B-O-C-K-U-S. That's my last name, BacchusConsulting.com. That's the best and easiest way to get in touch with us. Awesome. Thanks again. You want to give one of these a shot, a little David Letterman? You get that camera. I'll get this camera. Here we go. And I'll good go, night. You go first. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs>